Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, Coming up on this episode, let me tell you the story about Mourinho, Bayern and a laundry basket. Welcome back everyone to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with, wait, wait, someone's left the bloody gate open because I only see one lion, one loyal lion, Berth, hello, how you doing dude? Hello, hello, <laughs> yeah, I'm back after having two shows off, I've been very ill, very, very ill. But Mikey, it's not the good old days, me and you. It is. Retro and episode incoming. We can confirm he has, Berth has not passed any illness onto the other two. They're just, they've got, no, they, no. they do have busy social lives. It's completely good. We're all cool with it. We're all cool with it. Uh, the international break, that's here. It's it's broken down the league season door, refused to take its shoes off and cracked open a nice cold beer. So with that, I can't say guys, but guy. What what are you most looking forward to this weekend? Oh, definitely not the international break. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? It's it's been a very long week. I've been obviously I've been ill, um, so it would just be nice to just not be at work and just to be able to just relax and you know just be be comfy and and not be ill for once because I'm be, feeling better now. So it just it'll be nice to just not feel like I'm dying. <laughs> that'd, be, fe- that'd be a real good start. I feel like you just described Ben Chilwell's international break as well, considering yes, he gets called yes. up. He doesn't seem to play, even though he's arguably one of the best <clears> left-backs, <throat> left-wing backs in the world. Uh, he doesn't do- that's it. It's like, oh, okay, here I am. I mean, um, uh, to be fair, though, Luke, Luke Shaw did get sent off last night. Did, so. Yes, that's his chance. He's got, you know. Oh, rubbing his hands together. He's like, yeah, I get to play on Sunday. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, international break means I, I likely won't be watching much sport at all. I mean, you, you will find me in the kitchen cooking up some meal preps on the menu. I've got fish pies, chicken pies, many pies. <clears> and <throat> then I close my weekend out with John Wick 4 on Sunday. Uh, there is, Ooh, nice. I know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Very long Actually, time. you know what? <laughs> Two hours you know and like what? 40, I think. <laughs> oh. It's how long it is, well. I mean... Bladder I, of I, steel just, is required. I have... Um, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to this weekend. I've just started watching The Boys on Amazon Ooh, Prime. Oh, you are in for a treat. I am on episode five of the first series and I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far. So I'm hoping it gets better and better. Oh, it it's does. been incredible. Yeah, it it's been so it good so really far. So I'm does. going to finish that hopefully this weekend. That'll be my weekend sorted. There is some MLS action, of course. I don't, I don't know why it runs when there's international breaks. That probably doesn't help the US MNT, but hey, so so be it. Uh, my Seattle Sounders, they're at Sporting Kansas City. Ollie's Minnesota at home against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, and if he was here, he'd be telling us how Minnesota have never lost to the Whitecaps on home field in the MLS, posting four successive clean sheets against them, including on decision day 2022 when they won 2-0 in a match that put them in the playoffs and sent Vancouver home. He would tell you that. He would. He would definitely tell us that. <laughs> he would definitely tell us that. And because it's only birthing today... We're going to kick off the show with another round of who is that former blue? It's back for one yes. week only. Yes. <laughs> right. This yes. is going to be fun. Right. With, with this former blue, 
played 82 games for the Blues and according to Wikipedia was an Arsenal fan growing up. Hey, we can't all be perfect. He he won the Championship Player of the Month award back in 2018. The month was November. And whilst at Chelsea, he went out on loan three times and he's played with Gary O'Neill, Renato Sanchez and Mil Yedinak. Any ideas there? Possibly. When, when when was he player of the month in championship? Sorry, was it 2018? Did you say it was 2018 in November? Fireworks. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you know what? Ooh. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll, have something. Yeah. We'll maybe wait. Something. We'll wait to the end. We're not going to do the Dominic Solanke infamous uh, former blue that was once. Um, that was that was a great episode with Ben, and then he dropped that. Spoiled my entire build up, but we love him. We do love him, and with that. Let's hit some news. Right, it's that time of the week. We're going to check out the news that you may have missed in the elevator of Chelsea news. Lewis Campos is building a relationship with Chelsea, admits an increasingly uncertain future at PSG. Chelsea are keeping an eye on former Man City forward Brahim Diaz. Todd Bowley has commented on the recent controversy surrounding the Ted Lasso episode, which featured a Roy Kent banner and has clarified the new ownership had zero say in this. Chelsea reportedly actively working to try and sign Romeo Lavia from Southampton. And finally in the news, Thomas Tuckles found his next job. He, he won't be heading to Spurs, he won't be heading to the Premier League, and he won't be taking up a new job as a barista in your new local coffee shop listeners. He is one of the most loved former bosses. He really is. And he's heading to the biggest club in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich. They have their man. So what what do you think from this week's news that's grabbed your attention here, Berth? Uh, I mean, the Tuckle one just sort of, come out of nowhere really um, I think that's a real good appointment it's a perfect appointment for Tuchel I think that is I think he'll mid-season they'll do <laughs> yeah, yeah they'll do they'll do very well in the Champions League now I mean they've got a great squad they should be doing well anyway but I think Thomas Tuchel is a sort of a, a specialist in knockout competition in, in cup competition so I think that is a incredible acquisition in that sense and I think Obviously, it's German, which helps. Um, but I think, look at the way he plays football. I think that actually really suits Bayern and, and the Bundesliga. Um, mm. So I think all round, I, I think it just is it's perfect for everyone, for Bayern, for Tuchel. Um, it, it's strange because I didn't think Nagelsmann was doing that badly at Bayern Munich, but clearly something has happened there which has made them fall out. Do you know who, um, who the first game is Tuchel's in charge with? What's the first game? First fixture back after the internationals. Uh, is it Man City? It's not. It's Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Is, is it? Wow. Yes. Wow, it's incredible. So first versus second, and his former club. It's it's that is a must watch. That is, I will be one hundred percent watching that game. The, th- the thing wait. is, that with Tuchel, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of Chelsea. I think. 95% of Chelsea fans love Thomas Tuchel. I, mm, I think for yeah. what he did at Chelsea, I, I think for how he conducted himself, I think this is me talking, I suppose. I, I thought he conducted himself really well, really passionate guy, really mm. knows a lot about football, fantastic uh, character off the pitch. Um, I, I think you talk about a perfect Chelsea manager. I would, you know, Thomas Tuchel. I always thought was a perfect Chelsea manager because he would, he wouldn't take any shit off any players. He, he, he sort of, he's a very clever manager in game, 
Um, he'd make very good substitutions. He'd, he'd change up when he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought he was very, very good. Um, he's sort of in that Mourinho mould, I, I always thought. But So it, it's really, really good to see him sort of take a really high-profile job again. And it'll be good to see him back in football, wherever happens. But... Yeah. If we play Bayern Munich in the next round of the Champions League, <laughs> it, it will be a shame when we beat them eight 0 It will be very, very intriguing. I mean, it will be. I've got, I've got to, I've got to do this. Our poll on Twitter asked you listeners with Julian Nagelsmann now available, would you hire him as the next Chelsea manager? And there was three hundred and fifty-three votes. There's still two hours left as we're recording on this poll. I should have made it a more realistic time length. Seventy-eight point eight percent said yes and there was 353 votes so far so oh um right the thing is when you take a look at all the ex red bull dudes at chelsea global it would be surprising if nagelsman isn't at least in the conversation at the cob and water cooler to take over if grandpa gets the sack whenever he gets the sack we're not we're not we still don't quite know what what the situation is there the they'll will want him and I'd say it's almost certain, like like a shower of rain as as you wheel that barbecue out. I don't believe Project Potter will work. And this is the no. chance to bring in a manager who we know the board with so many ex-Red Bull dudes on the board will back and believe in. Whether we feel like that's, that's not really good taste when you've already got a manager. In, but that's not how football works. And we know our board has a lot of red ball former employees i don't know what you think it's it is yeah it's one of those interesting things it's, um it, it, the thing is whenever any big name comes available at the moment you can automatically assume it's going to be linked with us because of how uncertain this old putter thing is going um you do feel that if Potter would beat everton I don't think we'd be as interested um, in what's going on at Bayern at the moment. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. And I do think if Potter loses or doesn't get a result in the next couple of games, I think that Nagelsmann talk mm. will keep coming and keep coming. And I think in the summer, because I don't think they'll do it now. I don't think they'll get him in now. But I think in the summer... I think we we could very much be looking at uh, Julian Nagelsmann Chelsea. It's possible, especially with Christopher and Kunku on the way in this yeah, summer as well. Yeah, and so... like, like like you said, like the, the structure that we've got in place now, it's mm. very much uh, yeah. You could see Nagelsmann fitting into that, couldn't you? Yeah. So before we head to the main topic of the episode, we will make a comment on the Ted Lasso episode. Personally, I love the show, big fan, and I have seen the episode that everyone's been talking about. If anyone who has no idea what went down this week, you may know there is a, well, you you should know, there is a banner hung at Stamford Bridge, which is about our late, great Ray Wilkins. And in the most recent Ted Lasso episode, Ray was photoshopped out and replaced with Roy in reference to the character Roy Kent in the show. And judging how fans feel on this is is almost harder than guessing a a Potter best start in 11 because some are angry and others not so angry. And it seems at the moment that the majority are not so angry. Uh, Now, Todd Bowley has commented on Twitter, clarifying that the new ownership had nothing to do with the arrangements with Apple, as it was all agreed prior to them taking over. And Ray's own son, Ross, tweeted out this response. All 
This is TV and certainly nothing to do with the new regime. From our perspective, the only thing that matters is the actual banner in the stadium where dad gave so much for the club. Thanks for all the support and to at Todd Bowley for his response. Hashtag CFC. Now, my personal take on this is what Ray's son Ross said. It's it's 100% what is important and exactly how I feel with this story. Uh, agreed? Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, if it's not offensive to um, Ross uh, and mm. Ray Wilkins' family, then I don't think it should be taken any further. I don't think it should be read into any further. Mm. Um, it is just a TV show. Obviously, at Stamford Bridge, that banner is still intact. It's still a major part of the stadium. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't think there's too much really else to add other than and what you said, yeah. really. And if you wondered, listeners, Chelsea drew AFC Richmond 1-1 in the game, in the series, and their owner or manager, I couldn't quite work out if he's the manager or the, the owner of Chelsea in this show, said, obviously not the result we were hoping for today. It, <laughs> that gave me some proper Graham Potter vibes up. If, if only he'd have come out and just gone, the lads gave everything. They really did. Oh, you, you know what? I, I've never, ever watched an episode of Ted Lasso. It's it's a good... I enjoy the show. There's a lot of... At the moment, there's... Obviously, Roy Kent's meant to be Roy Keane. You've got a new character that's entered called Zaza, who's clearly Zaza. It's it's <laughs> worth a watch. It's, it's worth a watch. Now, last week, we launched... Oh, yeah. Remember him? Well... This week, we're launching what we hope will be an ongoing series called Remembering When, where we take a look back at a iconic, funny or random moment in our history. So for the first time ever, let's head back and remember when Jose Mourinho hid in a laundry basket. So I finally got to use the harp. That's fantastic. That's I've been, nice. I've I like been sat that. on that nice. for so long. That so is nice. when Chelsea played Bayern Munich in 2005, Jose Mourinho may have gone a bit too far with his commitment to victory at all costs attitude. It's kind of simple to overlook the fact that when Mourinho first arrived in England, he was he was faultless. He was the special one. He'd recently led Porto to that unlikely Champions League victory. He'd enraged Ferguson at Old Trafford and he had a lot of a wardrobe full of uh, the sharpest suits I'd say money he could buy in them at the time. And his his Chelsea team, our Chelsea team, strengthened, of course, by Roman Abramovich's recent takeover and his enormous wealth, was marching its way to the Premier League title, heralding the emergence of what we hoped was going to be a new global order for Chelsea. So, ha- look, how did we go from dropping the iconic phrase, special one, to hiding in a laundry basket for a huge Champions League game. So Jose's Chelsea appeared to be extending their domestic success across and into Europe and in the Champions League. And it was on the the biggest stage that Mourinho's nefarious ingenuity flourished, you could say. A 2-1 defeat to Barcelona. Mourinho had accused then-manager Frank Rijkaard. He'd affected the second half when he went to the room of referee Anders Frisk. And the second half resulted in Drogba being dismissed and the Blues conceded twice. And after scoring three goals in the first 20 minutes of the second leg, Mourinho's team eliminated Barcelona, although Fresk was forced to leave the game early due to threats to his life. Later, it was revealed that Freikard never entered the referee's room and Mourinho has since retracted his earlier claims that he witnessed the incident. 
Uh, it's another instance of the Portuguese manager using every means available to aid his team in the long term. I mean, the, the two matches stadium suspension he ultimately earned was a cost. It was you could say he was more than happy to pay. Uh, but Berth, we will we will take a moment to discuss this. But was it a t- was a two game stadium ban fair? Uh, it seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? I mean, it's just uh, I I don't know. I, I don't think it's very <laughs> fair. Um, I think one you could probably say okay, fair enough. But two, I think is a stadium ban as well. I, I mean, that's just I think it's probably a bit too far, if I'm honest. I'm trying what to do think, you think. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, managers that actually got stadium bans, and yeah, I just yeah, keep I can't thinking. Think of any. I keep getting Mourinho, Mourinho. <laughs> he definitely had a second one. Oh, mm. Alan Pardew got one, didn't he? When he headbutted someone. <laughs> yeah, see, this is the thing, right? I feel like you get a stadium ban for doing something very, very serious. Now, accusations. Is a relatively serious thing, but I feel like Alan Pardew got him for headbutting David Myler. Fair enough. Oh, that was it, David Myler. That was it. Um, <laughs> but for accusing someone of, of cheating, is that really warranting a, a stadium, oh, a two-game stadium? I've fan? just quickly looked it up. It says the FA imposed a suspended one-match stadium ban on Mourinho for suggesting referees were afraid to award decisions in Chelsea's favour after determining a fine would not be a reliable deterrent. Uh, <laughs> this was back in 2015 in the second <laughs> That's so true. It's just very Mourinho, though. He's just reading that, going, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine he did that. Campaign against Chelsea and all. Uh, right, so so we know why he got the stadium ban. But there was a, a huge matchup, obviously, against Bayern coming up in the quarterfinals. Though this was modern footballer, as I'd say, it's most wild, bizarre, and quite odd. If that was Mourinho at his most cunning, then what happened after the ban went into force was Mourinho at his most scheming. As expected, Mourinho was nowhere to be found on the sideline. That's good. He's obeying his uh, stadium ban. It was, it was, of course, suspected that he was watching the first leg at Stamford Bridge in a nearby fitness centre under, obviously, these severe restrictions that he was not allowed to speak to anyone from his coaching staff while the game was in progress. Nevertheless, it, it didn't take the most perceptive of observers to see that assistant manager Rui Faria had a an ill-fatting beanie on and frequently kept touching his ear raising the suspicion that he was using it to communicate with his uh his boss Jose now now look look whether you believe in that conspiracy theory or, or not after a few google searches you will find that Rui Faria has only ever worn a beanie once in his life well well at least at the ga- <laughs> game uh, and that was against Bayern back in April of 05. Uh, Silvino Loro, who was the goalkeeping coach at the time, appeared to flee down the tunnel on three occasions while carrying bits of paper. And his reappearance just so happened to correspond with Chelsea's three substitutions during their 4-2 victory over Bayern. And after the game, reports started coming out that Mourinho had been smuggled into Stamford Bridge by hiding in a laundry basket. Now... <laughs> It's like it's sort of like smuggling a big bag of popcorn under your winter coat for the big summer movie at the cinema. <laughs> now, Stephen Watt was he was a former Chelsea player, revealed that Mourinho heard hidden from stadium officials. Well, you wait, you wait for officials, give a, and he'd given the pre-game and halftime team talks, and then been wheeled away ten minutes before the end so he could be back in the gym. But how about we 
hear how it happened from the greatest manager in our history. He's not a guest. It's a pre-recorded clip. Uh, Jose Mourinho. Let me tell the story. You know <laughs> Stuart Bannister, the, the, the Chelsea kit man? Yes, yes, Stuart, yes. the skinny Stuart. Yes, yes. Okay. I go to the, to the dressing room during the day. So I was there. Yeah. So I, I, I'm there since midday and the game is seven o'clock and I just want to be in the dressing room when the players arrive. So I go there, nobody see me. The problem was to leave, was to leave after, okay? And Stewart put me in the basket, put me in the basket and takes, but that basket, the, the metal one, yeah. the hard yes, one, yes, the, hard the, one the, puts the, me there. One, the goes and, in the plane. and I go there with a little bit open so I could breathe. <laughs> but when, but when Stewart is taking that outside the dressing room, outside the stadium, the, the WIFA guys following all these guys that were saying that I was there, they were there desperate to find me. So when I was there, oh Stuart closed the, the, the box. You couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. When, when he opened, the, when he opened the, the, the box, I was dying. I, I was serious. I was claustrophobic and I was... I promise. I promise. You should have punched some holes in the top of that. I was, I was really close there. Oh, no. I uh, History could have been very different, could it not? Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank it's you very much. Jose Mourinho. Uh, is this your favourite Mourinho moment, Bob? That That is, honestly, hearing that back, that how, <laughs> I don't think any other manager ever would have done that. No, uh, Arsene I don't Wenger think just pop it out. Oh, hello. <laughs> Oh, there's no way Arsene Wenger could do that. He's just too, he's too long. Like, I, you, I you'd spot him. You'd spot him. You'd spot the coach. Yeah. You go, hang on yeah. a minute. Oh, man. I can't. I was th- I was genuinely thinking back over all the crazy Jose Mourinho moments, in, in especially with Chelsea. Uh, there's nothing more bizarre than the, the, the laundry, the laundry bar. It, it just, it's just so, it's just classic. Premier League. You know what? Like, Wait, I mean, it's not Premier League man. Yeah, it's just classic. It's classic. I just think I, I think Mourinho will always be the goat of Chelsea when it comes to managers. I just think no one will be able to top him. The stories that how he was, what he won for, what he did for us. He was just the best. I, I, I'd mm. always have Mourinho back. Like I've said on previous episodes, like he's that ex that you would always go back to no matter what because he's such. An incredible character. He's yeah. he's the best that we've had as a manager, I think, without he, doubt. He brings the fun. He always brings the fun. Definitely. And that, that moment still still lives on as 10 years later from that exact moment during, obviously, second spell as Chelsea boss, Mourinho got a stadium ban, which we touched on earlier. And clearly I forgot to read my own script. But it provided, obviously, Stoke manager at the time, Mark Hughes, former Blue, uh, the chance to say, I suppose the FA can check if he arrives with the squad. Is he in the laundry basket or something? And Mourinho did respond in a in a deadpan tone. And he said, I don't discuss, I told you, with Mourinho. Hilarious stories are over. Said in the tone of a dude who wants his best mate to stop asking about what really happened when he went to Vegas and lost his clothes. Uh, it's like, oh, Jose, he was the happy one back then, wasn't he? So He was. Yeah, so there we have it. That's the story of when... Jose Mourinho hid in a, a laundry basket. So oh, um, there's some there's some loads of remembering whens that we can we can bring up. I mean, I, I still could think of Eden Hazard when he kicked a ball boy. Oh god, yeah. I mean, 
dear. What, what was that about? I mean, and oh. that bloke now is like, a, like he owns up, I think AU Vodka or something like that. So he's does he really? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's like half or co-owner of, of AU Vodka with Charlie Slough. So. I mean, he's done a right for himself after getting kicked by Eden Hazard. <laughs> um, no. oh, it's brilliant. Now, obviously, this is where, you know, a bit of a short episode, as you can imagine, listeners, because obviously international break and, you know. But we 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 do have a double Lone Army carousel coming for Monday. So I can guarantee a double, yes. So you can guarantee you will hear Jason Cunday. <laughs> You damn well know we will find out if anyone has seen Spurs Monday twice, at least twice, because someone's always going to, they're going to hold on, hold on like a thread to their uh, guessing, get some extra time in, might take too long. We don't, no, no, not, not here. Jason Cundy will put them right. But before we sign off, we're going to find out who that former Blue is. And at the start, I said he played 82 games for the Blues. And according to Wikipedia, he's an Arsenal fan, won Championship Player of the Month for November of 2018. And when he was at Chelsea, loaned out three times. You have to. You have to if you're a proper Chelsea player. And he's played with Gary O'Neill, Renato Sanchez and Mil Jedinak. But if you had an idea who it could be, could you guess who where he played with each of those players? Was Mil Jedinak at Villa. <laughs> oh, hang on. That was the wrong one. I was meant to click. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> go on. Um, it was the one, sorry. San- Renato Sanchez. I think that was at Swansea. And Gary O'Neill, now, that's that's the t- that's the teaser. I, I don't know if Gary O'Neill played here, but if the person I'm thinking of is right, I'm guessing it's Bristol City. I feel we might have a winner. Who who do you think it is? Is it one Tammy Abraham? <laughs> yeah! Oh, it is indeed. Tammy Abraham, who apparently could be coming back to Chelsea in the summer, which, oh, that's a, that's a big fee. 70 million. Ooh, I don't that know. is a big fee. That it, is a big it, fee. I, I feel that. The, well, hey, we we seem to be spending a lot of money in the transfer window. So Yeah, it's know. nothing for us at the minute. So. Yeah, it's money. Oh, who needs that? You know, we don't. We're fine. We're fine. So, yeah, that, that's kind of the end of another episode. So thank you, as always, for listening to this episode, listeners. So treat yourself well. Enjoy the weekend, whatever you're doing. It's international break, so we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get through it. Nearly one more, a week tomorrow, Chelsea are playing again against mm. Villa. Right. Yes, Tammy Abraham's yeah, former club. Is, yeah. So that will be a huge, huge important game. Uh, we will be back Monday. Remember when we used to take those off during the international break? Not anymore. We want that overtime ad revenue that we don't get since we don't have ads. So till next time, listeners, that will be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.